Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to Thursday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Joe Sked and I'm joined by Sean McGuigan. Hello. And Craig Felder was meant to join us, but apparently... Sorry, BBC's Craig Felder was meant to join us, but apparently he has got... Um, He's got too big for the podcast already, <laughs> and the success of the first uh, first show has gone his head. Or alternatively, he did say he was ill. He did look ill and sound both, uh, sound, he both looked and sounded ill. But the only thing that made a difference here is he sounded ill. Yeah. He, he generally uh, looks ill. <laughs> My agenda is um, slightly different and I'll stick to it. <laughs> Just before, we, what, what we're planning to do is do our catch-up list show of all the daft things that have happened in Scottish football. Part three. Part three, yeah. So I reckon this will be part three or four, and then there'll be an end of season, uh, not bumper edition, but one's looking, uh, one looking back at the very best of the list. The best of the best. The best of the best. I remember, uh, I remember Countdown used to have like a kind of champion of champions. It'll be, yeah. it'll be quite similar to that, but with um, a bunch of Ouija's. Yes. And, or four Ouija's. And fewer Richard Whiteley. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> looking at the list, there is some of the shit. And I just I didn't have anything to say. There was there was a couple of links I just could not be arsed with, especially the ones where it says something like uh, Rangers fans unhappy at SFA, Celtic yep. fans unhappy at Rangers, Rangers fans unhappy at Celtic. I I don't know if the energy or uh, on, no I'm, on one of those I just wrote boring. <laughs> so we'll, probably, we'll mention them but probably skip past them. However, before we get to that, uh, we just want to thank everyone for their response to the the first show on Friday. Uh huh. Yep. I think we were we were pretty overwhelmed. I know uh, over the weekend, I was I was guilty of kind of looking at my uh, Twitter just to see what everyone was saying. It was just it was just good to see that probably ninety five percent of comments were were positive, even on fans forums. I didn't look at too many. Uh, I, so I looked at Jambo's kickback for a, for a brief second, and I'm glad that Jambo's kickback were the most negative <laughs> because we do get accused of being uh, my heart's podcast. <laughs> 
I, uh, I wasn't quite so keen on uh, the, the comment on Pine Buffalo that said that I was much weirder looking uh, than, than expected. Yes, I, I'm, I'm going to come. I'm going to come to one of, uh, some of my more amusing uh, ones that I've read. But on Friday night we we had a shindig, uh, celebrated the, the first show and uh, had a good evening. I think a lot of people got drunk, some I, more I, than others. I was drunk. Yep, I was, I was uh, drunk. I uh, that you gave that impression when you dropped the whole glass of gin <laughs> and looked as if uh, looked around as if someone else had dropped that whole glass of gin. <laughs> Deny everything. Deny everything. <laughs> what I hadn't realised was every single person in the room had seen me. <laughs> and you also had an interest in Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, so I I don't often kind of play with my phone when I'm drunk, probably because I forget how to use a phone and then eventually I can't even see my phone. <laughs> and I eventually got in that state on, on Friday. So to, to kind of set the scene, I had... I'd, uh, I'd booked a room uh, in but I booked the cheapest hotel room I could find it was £37 but I was meeting you so I was basically dumping my stuff didn't really look at my, at my room changed my shirt and then basically run out the door again so I hadn't inspected my room not that I would do that anyway no. but I didn't know exactly how the room looked don't remember getting back to the hotel on Friday night I think I left it back at one quarter to two I think Graham had to help me in a taxi and then your taxi driver had to insist that you were going there <laughs> I, I just I remember there being an element of confusion as to why I was outside this hotel, <laughs> even though it was the hotel I was staying in. I think he, the tax driver had to explain this to me. I then woke up the next day. I had a, a seriously thump and sore head, and then I was obviously where I was lying. I was kind of looking at the wall. Then the first thing I realised is that the wall was covered in coffee. Now <laughs> I don't think that was me. <laughs> don't think it was me because I can't imagine I made myself a cup of coffee. Bear in mind I could barely walk. So the chances of it being me. I'll slam, but also I can't say with any degree of certainty that it definitely wasn't, wasn't me. You, yeah. So I was like, oh, right, that's, yeah, I was so drunk last night because I was at that party about the fact that we'd, we've got like a TV show and the first episode was on. I've no looked at my phone and I realised I had a lot of notifications. And I goes, right, I'll, I better have a look at these notifications. And I'd literally just kind of open my phone and I was like, what's that noise? It was a couple in the room next door and they were having some of the loudest sex I've ever heard. <laughs> Now, it was Steve, Steve and his partner. The only reason I know it was Steve is because she kept saying his name over and over again, uh, very lively. So that, that was the first of me getting any feedback whatsoever on, on what we'd done was uh, during a, a large bout of noisy sex. <laughs> no matter how much uh, feedback you saw from the show, it was, n- it was not as good feedback as Steve was getting from, uh, from his partner. <laughs> was, we, got, we got very positive comments and that was great and... Uh, as you say, it was absolutely overwhelming. I think we were, I think we were proud of what we'd done, but you're always, you're always uh, unaware of how it's yeah, going yeah. to get taken. So the fact that it was taken uh, so positively was, was fantastic, and, and thanks, and thanks for much. But you're right, Steve. Steve was doing very well. Well played, Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> the yeah, I, I it was, it was four mates just sitting around, uh, sitting around, just kind of, as we do the podcast, just chatting. I'm always worried that it's, it, um, it starts to get a bit self-indulgent. Like this is, like this is. However, it was great to see comments. Yeah, I still enjoy the some of the negative comments. The I was compared to Bobby Charlton uh, from here. Uh, someone commented on the the comb over. Someone mentioned about the, uh, the height of my hairline. But my favourite one was someone on Reddit who thought uh, who was surprised that it was a growing, uh, a fully grown man and not an intellectual sixteen-year-old. <laughs> so thanks for that. My uh, my main takeaway is that most people think Craig Telford is very handsome. Yes, and, and we've always known that. But on this faceless podcast, other people didn't know it. No, uh, however, uh, disappointingly for Craig, uh, this is in his words that um, a lot of the, the comments have been <laughs> been from guys. <laughs> 
But uh, I'm, I'm sure Word will get out there. Yeah. When he's presenting like other shows for the BBC. Beachgrove Garden or something. I would tune into Beach Grove Garden for that. Starring Big Tipper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just because uh, he would start remembering the episode of a Simpsons reference. <laughs> yeah, so thanks again. We got, again, we're on 11 pm, BBC Scotland Channel. Uh, this uh, The show that is adapted from the podcast. The show that is adapted from the podcast. It's not, it's not the podcast, it's a view from the terrace. So it's a view from this podcast. The. It's a completely different episode this week, so, so tune in and there's, there's, there's very few things that actually carried over from last week's. Yeah, very completely, different. completely different episode. Uh, but like, we've got a lot of positive comments about Duncan. Duncan will be back uh, <laughs> and send some unusual guises. <laughs> Gary will be featuring yes. soon. And then loads of different features, so stay stay tuned. Right, let's get on to the, the main event. The, the patter list, we'll call it. So we left it. The last thing we talked about was uh, Rangers' refusal to recognise the result of the 2016 uh, Scottish Cup final. The end of October. Uh, a fine, uh, a fine yeah. place to end. So we're starting back up at Air United, <laughs> and Air United fan gets chucked out of ground and decides instead to watch his uh, side beat Falkirk from up a tree. It looked really dangerous. Yes, he was um, perched quite perilously. Have you have you ever been so desperate to watch a game of football that you would go to those lengths? No, I've just gone to the pub. But I'm, I'm just I'm disappointed there wasn't the the fan who ran onto the pitch at Queen of the South and took a nosedive uh, because if if the camera stayed on him for the the time he was in the tree, you would just uh, just see the t- uh, the tree start to kind of topple over because that, that he was a big guy. I was going to say, we need to be like, I, I, don't know, I don't know if there's too many redwoods uh, outside Falkirk <laughs> that would have sustained no. uh, that, that giant. But I think, for from a Falkirk sense, they could take inspiration for their next kind of competition. So they've had the hot tub, um, they've had the one from the crane. Maybe they just build a treehouse and have a treehouse, and then have like a zip line, like in Home Alone, where once the game's finished, they can they can zip line across the pitch into hospitality. I still laugh at the woman's face that had uh, <laughs> sort of facial expression. I should say that uh, got the 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 one the prize in the hot tub. It was it was it looked it suggested that. Her boyfriend didn't actually told her what was happening because <laughs> it was her, her boyfriend, and her uh, son journalist <laughs> all watching Falkirk. <laughs> I am going to say that's uh, now her ex boyfriend. Next one up is. I apologise for the There's going to be no links. I'm just going to be jumping between my, my, my screens. Uh, St. For- St. Mirren's former chief scout goes on pie and bottle to tell the fans that Stubbs signed most of the players without having them watched or recommended by the scouts. So this is. Martin Christie he had four posts on, on a St Mirren thread about the, the <coughs> signings I think he the St Mirren recruitment were team were getting blamed for the likes of I think um, Cook and Heaton Josh Heaton signings however he came and said that they were only responsible for two Jim Kellerman and Paul McGinn I mean he deserves stick for signing someone called Jim Kellerman <laughs> He's not a footballer. He, uh, he really wanted to, to put the record straight, didn't he? Yeah. He, he really wanted to, to throw Alan Stubbs under a bus. Which, not literally. Uh, which I'm, I'm, I'm all for. I'm delighted to see that. However, I was, I was surprised on the thread that they weren't... Uh, did they, there wasn't many... It didn't much interact. Th- you like, uh, some men fans kind of just bypassed it. It didn't take off as much as, as, I, as I thought no. it would. Because I, I, I read it and I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. I'll come back because there'll be much more comments uh, based on this. And there wasn't really. And we moved to Channel 4 reporter... Kieran Jenkins goes to war with Rangers over J- um, Gerard interview snub. This was one where 
I didn't put any notes, so I just I didn't find it that interesting. Uh, I think the the headline is slightly more sensational than uh, than the storyline itself. It was really just Kieran Jenkins saying that he'd been his time was wasted, which <laughs> <laughs> isn't really going to war. Like World War One, that's going to war. Going to war, yeah. World War Two is going to war. Just saying, I was hanging about a long time waiting on Stephen Gerrard. That's not really going to war. If you give me two seconds, I'm going to click on the link and see who wrote the article. Is it Craig Fowler? And Craig Joel Fowler's Scott. looking back at me from the uh, <laughs> from the Scotsman page. So yes, it's Craig Fowler using um, using battle language <laughs> to describe a Channel Four reporter. He does about the he does about the headlines though. He does. <laughs> A wee peek behind the curtain, he does. I do as well. Anyone that's, uh, but anyone that gives a stick on Twitter is like, nah, someone else wrote it. The, <laughs> the thing about this is, it, was it not an interview to talk about uh, a film? Yeah, so Jedrick uh, had a the documentary on document, Amazon or something. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon, yeah, Amazon film looking at his, I think he just sees his Liverpool career. From what I remember, I've not watched it, I've no interest in watching it. And I think the journalist wanted to ask him questions about like Neil sect- Lennon and sectarianism. Yeah. I can kind of see why he wouldn't have want. But that's yeah. not what he's there for. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm it's not sure I stick up for him, but that, that isn't what he's there to do. Yeah, definitely. You get these. <clears throat> they're, trying to, they're trying to promote something, and sometimes. Basically, it's just, it's just fluff. It's, uh, <laughs> you'd be going down a dangerous, dangerous alley doing that. And if you see if you don't want to, if you don't really want to promote his his video and, and all that fluff, don't just don't go. Mm. It kind of felt like he was trying to catch him out and make a big deal out of it as well, kind of make a name for himself. Because again, it, that came, that became a story in, mm-hmm. in itself, especially because of Fowler's headlines. <laughs> More war analogies. Same with Rangers. Rangers bring out a statement bashing Willie Collum and SFA for denying Dan- Daniel Kandias the right to go to his work. This was. This was mental. Talk, talk, talking of um, language, uh, questionable languages, uh, I'm guessing it's Jim Trainer wrote, wrote this. It is wrong that players' livelihoods and careers can be impacted without the opportunity of redress, especially when the official responsible for the miscarriage of justice is allowed to continue as though beyond question or reproach. It's just some of the language here. It's like uh, someone who's just has been um, on trial for murder and been given a he's been not guilty. He uh, comes across it he's trying to show off with his language. Yeah. I, and I don't understand the bit about how he's not allowed to go to his work. Surely he can still go to training. Yeah, that, that's... Because he's not allowed to go to Murray Park either. Just tell <laughs> him, he's like, sorry, sorry Daniel. Anybody that's been sent off against St. Martin, you cannot train. This is, uh, this reminds me of uh, a friend of a friend who was... Uh, so he, at his work, because of incidents at previous work parties... He was told that he was not allowed to go to um, the next work party. So that, that's kind of what it's like. What had he done? I, I can't remember the details. I, I can make I can make make stuff up, but I don't want to go down the I don't want to go down the route of uh, false allegations. Had he done anything as bad as get sent off against Simon? No, I, I should probably think it's worse. So I think Daniel Kandias got sent off for blowing kisses at, at Antoine Ferdinand, and I'm going to. I was the other way about. No, Kandias. No, Kandias uh, yeah. blew kisses in the year. Yeah, and I was. It was just a whole boring saga, helped by the helped by the statement. And right, Celtic spent four million pound. This was this is between it's between anywhere between four two and four million pound on disco lights, copyright for a son for Champions League nights. Don't make the Champions League. Celtic fans still absolutely cheese over them anyway. I uh, I like the fact they spent four million on light bulbs, but can't ever use them in the competition that they wish to be used for because they're constantly out. 
while it's still really bright at night. But they did get to use it, I think, against Motherwell. And Airdrie. And on Airdrie as well. Airdrie yeah. was actually the first to me seen it. Uh, initially, I thought there was something wrong with my television. Then I was worried I was having a stroke. <laughs> if you have health reasons, I don't think the disco lights are good for you. I mean, I suppose it's quite smart. What do Celtic, what do Celtic fans think of them? I, 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 I've I not seen. I think they're favourable. Really, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen <clears throat> on social media fans putting up uh, obviously videos and pictures, and they really like them. It's, well, they're the ones that experience them yeah. more. So if they're happy, fair enough. Happy. But it just it gives me uh, it more gives me the feeling that it's like it's like a circus, really, like the spotlight that goes goes around the uh, like the crowd. It's ideal for. Someone like um, Mikael Lustig, who, uh, who's, 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 who's fitted to a circus. Insert clown joke. <laughs> this one, right? This is what I think I put this one in. All it says is, Rafe Rovers fan. No context, nothing. It, it took me about a minute to realise what this was, and I'm guessing it was a Rafe Rovers fan that was swinging a chair about. Oh wait, you don't know what it is. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm sure it was me that put it in there, but I, I, I had no context at all. Uh, it, but is this one at Dumbarton? No, it was, uh, it was East Fife. Oh, it's East Fife. Oh, yeah, just the stadiums are so. Well, it was you that uh, it was you that wrote it, but I'm just presuming it was the East <laughs> yeah, Fife. Yeah, that's what I, I can't remember. Just Rafe Rovers. Mm. The best bit about this is that for for years and years and years, Rafe Rovers fans have said that the Rafe Rovers East Fife derby isn't important. Mm-hmm. Didn't really care about it. It's barely a derby. East Fife hadn't beaten us for, for 31 years and the only derby that Rafe Rovers fans were interested in was the Dunfermline derby which is a proper Fife derby then we go to Methil go 1-0 up East Fife equalised oh John McGlynn had been sent off uh, just before half time East Fife equalised with maybe 20 minutes to go then took the lead really really late on now at the equaliser Brett Long I've never seen a goalkeeper do this before so there hadn't been any beef between the, the Rafe fans and, and Brett Long as far as I could make out at the equaliser, he comes sprinting out of his goal. Probably runs, I don't know, 45 yards to, to stand in front of the Rafe Rovers fans and, and, and celebrate Rafe Rovers fans, as you can imagine, weren't uh, particularly enamoured at this behaviour. I, I just thought it was strange and quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> he, re- he really kind of over-egged it when it came to the, to the winner, as you can imagine. So he got a straight red card for this, which, I, again, I've never seen before, celebrating in front of, in front of fans and you got a straight red card. That in itself is unusual. But by this stage... <laughs> <laughs> And they just descended into chaos. So, so this, this derby that nobody's really interested in anymore, everybody's gone absolutely tonto. And there's just a guy running about the front waving this. It's like a chair that you would get in a, I don't know, kind of down market pub. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was a chair. It's like you got, I don't know. It's like it was sunken in. You, like, you set a school. It's just like old. It, it looked like it was kind of like red, like a kind of red fabric thing. And then Destry, metal, yeah. ah, like kind of metallic chairs, uh, metallic uh, legs. Yeah. But he was running about and I was like, what on earth is he going to do with this chair? But then as soon as I, there was like a female steward just accosted him and just told him to put it down and he just put it down immediately. <laughs> it was like the angriest man in the world and I was like, oh yeah, I better put this chair down. Admittedly, I, I, I would not like to have had any challenge with this, uh, with this female, female security guard. Would she mean looking? She was about the size of Inch Keith. <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> the guy, the guy with the, the chair. I'm, I'm just picturing him thinking, him thinking, he's, he's in like WWE and he's like steel chair, and that's all he's shouting for. He's like it always going in his mind, steel chair, steel chair, steel chair. And but I don't know what his end end goal was. I uh, I've, I've only been to the ice hockey about twice in my life, mm-hmm. and I went reasonably recently. It was about I don't know about four weeks after that uh, debacle uh, in Methil, and. 
there's like a bar and then so you, you can drink in your seat and things like that. It's actually, it's actually quite decent. And now they're going about, and they, I, I'm sure that's that guy. <laughs> that guy with a chair. I think like about three people across. Is that that guy with a chair? No, it was. It was. It was kind of like how you would react to some kind of minor celebrity. And <laughs> in fairness, uh, for Fife, that's quite. He's quite a big celebrity. Did, did you speak to him? No, no, because he's, he's quite a hard-looking boy. Okay. I mean, that steward she's done very well. I wouldn't have missed him. <laughs> the uh, but go looking forward, and when um, you get some derbies like. Crystal Palace and Brighton people under why why is there so much animosity between those sides uh, Rafe Rovers obviously uh, Dunfermline's the final's a big game Town and Beef's bigger than East Fife uh, no okay. no probably not but so it's on years to come it's like why why is East Fife and Rafe Rovers such a big such a big derby now and that's all down to Brett Long <laughs> which is fair play to him for m- making the derby absolutely nothing <laughs> uh, it was good thoroughly enjoyed it oh, also the the guy that was swinging a chair about, he, he had a couple of posts on Facebook where he was basically sticking up for himself. And let's say the two posts maybe had a combined word total of 45. 43 of them were spelt incorrect. That's <laughs> a good ratio for uh, five Facebook. St- staying in the low reeks, Craig Moore gets sent <clears throat> off in tremendous fashion by booting Gregor Buchanan right in the boz. <laughs> this looks sore. It was like a donkey, so. like a real donkey kick. Uh, that was, kind of, it was a kind of backwards motion, wasn't it? Yeah. After Buchanan had, because it looked like Buchanan had actually had a, he kind of had a better one on him as well. He, his was half, half ball, half man. Because uh, the ball was ball trapped was, under Moore, wasn't it? Yeah, and the whistle had already gone, and I was going to say I had a wee nibble, I had a big nibble. Because I thought he could have been sent off as well. Yeah, so that a lot of the comments after from the video that was put up was should have been should have been two red cards. However. I do enjoy Moore, who clearly hit him with force and was a clear red card, hung around waiting for the red card. Moore has now been uh, Moore's now been involved in two of my favourite red cards. Uh, yes, did you put this in the notes? Uh, they, there was there was a player that I'd never ever heard of, uh, uh, Pavel Peng, Pengska. Pavel Pengska was Pengsa. the. Remember when Wraith Rovers played air on the last day of the season? They had to be air and hope that St Martin lost to Falkirk, I think it was. But the alternative. Uh, thing that could have happened is that if Air United had won by five clear goals, we would have just got straight. We would have got relegated yes. uh, uh, automatically, yeah. rather than getting huckled out of playoffs by Brecon. So if I thought, well, a more dignified, <laughs> dignified exit from the championship. <laughs> I thought well, there's no way we we're going to lose five now by five clear goals to Air United. Surely, goodness. And then Pavel Pinksa uh, came running out his goals after 50 seconds and nearly kicked Craig Miller's head <laughs> clean off his shoulders, right over Pratt Street. And he got a straight red card. I was like, we're going to lose 6 or 7 now here. What was the final? I do remember this incident. What was the final score? Uh, they won 2-1. They won 2-1 with uh, 10 men. Rafe Rovers. They did, uh, but St Martin got a draw with Falkirk, I think. So that was that. Yep, and then breaking the ultimate indignity. <laughs> this, I actually prefer this ended off. John Paul McGovern sent off for throwing the ball and a tantrum in a match against Clyde. I didn't think it was... He just kind of threw the ball at him. Yeah, that's on the back of the head. It was it was kind of nothing. I yeah, uh, that, that's what got no notes. I can't believe the refs sent him off for it. Uh, I think the, there's been talk about the IFAB, the lawmakers, about some of the changes they're making. I think they need to insert a clause where the referee can determine if the sending off is funny, if or if, if the incident's funny, he can have a reprieve or at least a booking because the it was just. McGovern just seemed because they had to be tussle at the side of the, the, the side of the pitch, and it was one of those where you think it's just a couple of kids, uh, like I don't know, playing dodgeball, and the ball's there, and they're having a wee tussle. McGovern gets the ball, 
and then he, he's like he wins a ball, but he's still got that rage where it's like I just need to throw or break anything, and he just throwing the ball at the player, and it was in his face, was it? it was no, it was back of his head. It was even the top of his top of his back. The player didn't, look, but I think the, the clay player didn't really react. The the best bit is McGovern. He just. Um, he, he, he doesn't move from the spot so as soon as he throws it now there's uh, the linesman comes up running to him a couple of Clyde players come running across the referees doesn't come racing across and he just he just uh, basically just is it, is, it was as if he's he's had a mind blank and he just stood there trying to think what just happened there and then he just accepted his fate turned around and just dripped off that was a, that was a despairing trudge <laughs> I this these kind of incidents I would generally take over a goal <laughs> I would, I would take it over a goal against. <laughs> that, that's for sure. So we move back to the Scottish Premiership and Hamilton Ac- Hamilton Academical. <laughs> what is it about this club that makes them such a target for, uh, for criminals? <laughs> I don't know. But the people give Hamilton Ackies a hard time and I love their... I, I love what they bring to the Premiership <laughs> I, I don't know that much about the Premiership but I probably know more about Hamilton than, than any other Premiership club it's got nothing to do with football so, some would call them some would call them tin pot I wouldn't use those words I would um, fun loving well they, they, they certainly they, they certainly make it fun for me so they get bo- uh, I can't say this word they get robbed <laughs> what's I don't, even spell, I don't even know if it's spelled right. Uh, that is definitely not how you how you spell burgled. Burgled, you. Bulgarid. <laughs> so, Hamilton get Bulgarid and release CCTV, uh, CCTV footage and statement. Uh, this is this is wonderful. It was the it was a phrase low life perpetrators. <laughs> low life perpetrators. They that used, tickled me. Yeah, they used low lives twice. <laughs> the one that got me was in the statement. Thieves have stolen children's toys, sweets, drinks, and anything else they've been able to get their, their hands on. So I was kind of just waiting for a second statement where they've Hamilton have spoken to like a sketch artist and then put up a sketch of uh, the, the two perpetrators, aged between eight and twelve, <laughs> one wearing a Pikachu uh, hoodie, and they're like four foot six. The uh, but they describe they describe them as young and fit. One of them, and then watching the watching the fifty five second video, you actually can't tell it's Hamilton Stadium because all you can see is a rooting sixty six diner and just some fences. So the first boy gets over with ease, and then the second boy's got a backpack. I don't know why he's got, and it looks heavy. Who fuck knows what's in there? And he takes he takes about thirty seconds to try and get the bag over the fence, and then realise I'll just pass it through. And then he tries to get uh, over the fence, and he kind of gets stuck midway. It's jabronis. The net. Oh, this is this is your favourite. <clears throat> this is <laughs> this is quite something. I would um, talking of CCTV footage. And <laughs> I can see CCTV footage. This is the CCTV footage I need to see. Stranraer chairman gets sacked after fighting with the club mascot. Can I read the article? Yes. It's absolutely superb. Yes. This article is, <clears throat> Daily Record, Scottish football chairman gets a boot after a rammy with club mascot, Scooby Blue. <laughs> a Scottish football chairman has lost his role after a rammy involving the club mascot. Stranraer chairman Alex Connor was removed from his role after an investigation into the incident which is said to have taken place in front of shocked fans. The confrontation between Connor and Scooby Blue... <laughs> a cartoon dog based on character... 
cartoon character Scooby Doo allegedly kicked off in a lounge shortly after kickoff in a match against Airdrie earlier this month. An eyewitness was reported yesterday saying it, co- it kicked off totally out of the blue. Scooby was making a cup of tea when, <laughs> when suddenly the chairman lunged at him and started wrestling with him. <laughs> that fucking hospitality money. <laughs> It was well spent. Every, everybody was shocked. Then the chairman started shouting for Scooby to go outside and do what he was supposed to do. Encourage the fans. Everyone saw it was stunned and embarrassed. Scooby is a, life, is a long-standing favourite of fans and the man within the outfit, Matthew Francis, has been entertaining Stair Park crowds for 15 years. On Facebook last week, the League One co- uh, club confirmed they were investigating an incident at the home match with Airdrie on November 10th. Stradmar then posted a statement, blah, blah, blah. After full investigation, it has been with regret that the club have relieved a committee member of their duties with immediate effect. The club will be making no further comment. Scoopy is no stranger to controversy. Matthew Francis, oh, I'm not going to read out his address, was accused of sparking a match brawl two years ago by allegedly char- charging at Air United supporters who were taunting him. But charges of breach of the peace and disorderly behaviour were not proven in court. If this doesn't win a Pulitzer, I don't know what will. This is this is the kind of stuff I got into uh, journalism for. <laughs> like, I I think they may have embellished it slightly. Like I can't imagine he was actually in his Scooby Blue suit <laughs> while he started wrestling. How how do you even how do you even tackle that? How do you even tackle like a seven foot dog? Like where, where, where's your starting point? I don't know, but you can lunge up because you know you're not going to hurt. You're just going to like it's it's all fluff. <laughs> I really hope he had his head on when he was arguing with me. <laughs> I there's there's nothing I want to see more than that incident getting picked up. Surely there was there was already some some bad blood or beef between the two. You kind of get that angry at Scooby Blue making himself a, a cup of tea. The way the way it's reported is if the uh, Shranar's chairman's kind of they're walked around the side of the pitch and thinking, my God, the uh, the home the, the home crowd are really depressed. The, the children uh, are really wanting Scooby Blue, and he's just steamed in there. The first thing I would be doing is if I saw a chairman getting a, into a ruckus with a seven-foot dog uh, who resembles Scooby-Doo, is get my phone out and record it. How is how is no footage and I emerged of this? Magnificent. I kind of just want to stop it there because nothing tops that. Charles Dunn and Mullerwell take the piss out of Memphis Depay's Instagram rap video. <laughs> I mean, Charles Dunn, he's, he's, he's a neat dude. He makes a lot of weird noises on Instagram. Graham's a big fan. Is it him that done something to do with, was he no advertising, like like somebody's dinners? Then he done something with, his, done something with his fingers? Yeah, so it's Richard Tate's girlfriend has, uh, she's, she's she got an Instagram account and the one for just like uh, recipes that she makes and Charles Dunn all like makes a few of them. And he, he'll put them on Instagram stories and... He doesn't seem to speak, he just makes a lot of noises. I don't understand how... It's like noises that dogs would struggle to pick up. He's an interesting character, but one who is appreciated by myself and Graham. Hearts and Stall, alcohol-free bar at Tynecastle. That, that didn't go down well, did it? No, it was around <clears> the time when Hearts were in uh, in the midst of a bad run, so anywhere between now and um, the end of October, really. It was... Not for me, it's like... Does anybody use it? Is it still there? I don't even know what it is. I think, it's in the, I think it's in the main stand, but I'm not, not even sure it was. Uh, it was... Traditionists did not like it. 
And it was just, a, it came at a bad time. Came at a time again when there was talk of getting alcohol back into stadiums and then to be offered alcohol-free beer when you know it's... It was, the, people were thinking, oh, it's going to cost loads, but I think the price is actually pretty uh, pretty fair. So I kind of think alcohol is kind of a means to an end. Like I don't necessarily drink alcohol because... It, I, I, so I quite like red wine, right? Yeah. So I think red wine tastes quite nice. I don't really think lager... I didn't drink lager because I think it tastes good. I drink it because I quite like to get drunk. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's it. It's like, I wouldn't... If I had a choice in the house of... For, of drinks there's there's some drinks I really enjoy the taste of for example uh, Spice Rum and Coke Tenants I love Tenants but if I had loads of choices in the house of anything I'd go for a Sprite before it I'd go for a glass of milk before it I'd go for just water before it what about a non-alcoholic beer no I'd go for Tenants especially when you're sitting through a Hearts game you probably need something much harder yeah I tend to class A bar I tend to binge drink uh, to within an inch of my life before going into the ground. Oh, we're into December now. And what's up next? Part- oh, yes. Party Thistle squad kidnapped by SES. It's rumoured that one player started crying as he thought his life was in danger. It's not really rumoured. Uh, Chris Dolan came out and said Jack Stor- uh, Storer actually cried. And another one, another player ran off, but I can't uh, pronounce, remember that guy's name. In, in Twembe or something? Oh, I think he got released a while back. Yeah, he, he wasn't very good. Did, did he get Did he get released, or has he just not been seen since? <laughs> He's maybe still held captive. <laughs> uh, did you? Have you went? There's a, a picture gallery on that link. Did you? Have yes, to go through I it? did go through. Did it you go? Super. Did you go right to the very bottom? Where Tam O'Wear was dressed as the Incredibles? Why was Tam O'Wear dressed as? I have no idea. Did you not know that they're about to be abducted and beaten up? I uh, I don't know if it was a power play. It's like. Throw, throw anything I am the best person here throw anything at me he looked like he was in the world's worst stag <laughs> yeah I wonder if he'd, he'd, he'd been duped everyone else said right would, uh, it's, it's fancy dress it's fancy uh, like, with fancy dress and he gets to the, the car park and his dress is incredible because everybody else is a soldier wearing uh, camouflage paint but he, he looked quite he looked quite pleased with himself I looked totally chuffed I think he is a, a, not an unusual character but quite a I think he's a joker joker yeah go for that the thing that reminded me of was it was like Band of Brothers but if Berniston done it <laughs> and then Gary Caldwell if you've seen Band of Brothers was the David Schwimmer character who nobody particularly liked so you know a coward yeah he was coward. a massive coward yeah but he like, Gary Caldwell looked like he was joining in he, he looked like definitely he, was, he, was, he was carrying a, a, a big yeah. big tree he, he, he certainly looked more useful than David Schwimmer did at any point in the, the Band of Brothers the picture at the end what, kind of summed up some folk there's loads it was kind of 50-50 there was a lot of players that really liked it uh, Chris Dolan and Rimmer listened to him on Sports Hound and he, he talked up its value but then there were some faces in there that said I want out of Park Thistle right now Jackie Tongo was not one of them was not happy Cause they, so they didn't know anything about it and, but they said it was like it lasted all day mm-hmm. I, I think they were for like a, a, a large oh, course yeah, of yeah. day and surely surely training doesn't last that long like, no they're, they're, not, they're not training with Park Thistle all day so you've probably like maybe planned other things to do with your day, maybe because training finishes at two. So you see your pal around at the back of three. <laughs> but it turns out you're getting beaten up by a boy with SAS at half four. It's like yes, kidnapped. So things like yeah, that's imagine you make plans and then you you kind of forgot to change them and then you're running late to uh, you're just like yeah sorry we're at the SAS I got kidnapped. But we're just like, I mean just say you're you're fucking late, <laughs> slavery gun. Celtic fan writes to writes to FIFA. 
I mean, about what, what did write about Celtic fan rights of UEFA? Sorry, about Rangers bias from SFA and referees. I never clicked on that link. I, I saw the headline. I thought that's not for me. Of, of course. So I, I clicked on it because he. I think he, he phoned in. He phoned into Super Scoreboard and said, "Yeah, Clyde one Super Scoreboard caller Chris." I said to my wife at the beginning of the season, lucky, you lucky woman, with Gerard arriving in Glasgow, everything we've done to give Rangers a helping hand, Celtic have an eight-point lead. What we're seeing now on a weekly basis is some healthy, um, some unhealthy bias towards Rangers shown by the Scottish f- officials, Celtic have an eight-point lead. It's incredible that nobody's t- uh, taken up on this and ha- are having these discussions. It's TV games and it's just blatant. Celtic have an eight-point lead. I wrote to FIFA after... The three incidents at the start of the season I asked them to get in touch with the Scottish FA Regarding the rules on excessive force Of course they didn't respond to him Because you are a madman They were Just, just like his wife <laughs> There were three incidents I think he made up his wife There were three incidents in games against Celtic Where excessive force was used And the referees took no action There's something something fundamentally wrong with that There's only one thing fundamentally wrong And it's you Chris Celtic um, Celtic fans now just you don't even need to body them, they just body themselves. It's, uh, it's, it's very tiresome. It is. So moving on to something that's less tiresome. After the SES stuff didn't work, Gary Caldwell tries again with speed dating. Now, I clicked on this link. Can you... I, I, I didn't really know where they were talking about it. Can you divulge some more information on this? Uh, no, but I can tell you a story that involved a speed, a speed dating line on the train this morning. Yes, I actually am much more interested in that than uh, what Gary Caldwell has to say, so... Uh, was I can't remember what, what station we just stopped at, but it was two people that were approaching for different ends of the carriage. So I was wondering if they knew each other when this happened. I thought mm, you, you didn't get on at the same time, or you didn't get on it, it, together. So it doesn't look like you know each other. And then they got off at different stops, so they definitely weren't together. And I didn't have my earphones in at this point. And the two, so the women sat uh, at one side, and, and the guy sat at the other. And they were now facing each other, and he went, oh, ho, 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 it's like we're speed dating." <laughs> and she went. Uh, and then at that point I had to put my earphones on because I, I can't listen to the supply I was cringing so hard that like my, my ribs were starting to fracture uh, but they yeah so they left at a different uh, station so I don't think it worked did she get off at the next station possible and miss her work because she was terrified of your dad she was not impressed <laughs> I, I'm kind of gutted that you did put your uh, earphones in because I really want to know what her uh, what her response was was um, did the Guy looked like he posed a threat to the woman. No, he, he just looked like a a joke. He was he was overly friendly. Let's put it that way. But he didn't look like a deviant or anything. That's good. That's good. Moving on, Jordan Jones <laughs> makes fun of Chris Boyd and Kelly Knight out by posing beside big fat guy. My takeaway from this is that I didn't realise that Jordan Jones was actually old firm facts. He's <laughs> uh, Chris Boyd is, is described as chunky striker in that link, and I think the. I don't think he's as fat as everybody makes him to be. No, the fact I go as far as to say he's not fat. He's not fat. I think if you if he took his top off, that he'd you get some players. Chris Renardi was deemed fat, and then he took his top off, and he was just just muscle. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chris Boyd is pure muscle. No, I, I don't think he's going to have the, the same physique as Chris Renardi. I think in five to ten years after Chris Boyd's retired, he he may be fat. He's just got that. He's got that physique. I, I can see him filling out. Yes. However, the Chris Boyd fat jokes as uh, a player are unfunny. Tyson, was it was it made by a Celtic fan the the joke, or was it a Celtic fan that pointed out? 
No, no, uh, see Jordan Jones, the Kelly Winger himself. Ah, it's just he, the links is video silts. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that was that was strange enough. I think that's just the. Uh, um, I don't know why they, why they've done that. It was just basically an Instagram post from Jordan Jones. I ah. think they're on a team night out. Chris Boyd wasn't there, and they met a larger than life character. And when they say larger than life uh, character, an obese fella, and he just tagged uh, Chris Boyd in it. This is uh, so back to Partick Thistle. Partick Thistle were having an interest in December. Partick Thistle midfielder Jack Storer is sent off for the third time in a reserve match this season. Well, is it, was this the end of him at Partick Thistle? Was he still there? No, he left because he called... Kept getting sent off. Yes, and he called... A, uh, I think he steamed into a Thistle fan's DMs and called him a fat cunt. Well, that's actually later on. That, uh, that's oh, that is later on. So he must have been... Sorry, I just... I just because it, the link wasn't working for that one, I just combined it. So he, he, he called a Partick Thistle fan uh, a fat cunt and, I mean... And it was the same Partick Thistle fan that eventually duped some media outlets with the, uh, with the information about the, the fake story about somebody signing for Partick Thistle from Dundee. I think he got banned. That's, it does ring a bell, because I think he's, he's suspended, suspended from Twitter. Yes, he yeah. had to get a new profile yeah, yeah. in the bucket. That does 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 sound. If you want to go back to Storer, he's an interesting character. <laughs> well, the fact that he got set off three times to the reserve suggests that. I think all three of them were. I think he certainly picked up three bookings for descent to referee. Birmingham Live website did a report on him, basically saying that the headline was something along the lines of uh, Storer gets sent off, uh, scores and gets sent off in a reserve match. Birmingham fans shouldn't be shocked. They basically just a report saying that he was uh, he said it wasn't right do you think he's also just pissed off because he's playing in the reserves yes I think he he looks he has a look of a lower league footballer who believes he has ability to play at a higher level but perhaps doesn't have the application to, to match that ability does he have uh, I'm trying to think does he have sleeve tattoos that's always a giveaway I have I'm not sure, but I'm going to say yes. <laughs> He's, and he has like the ice gem haircut. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Ah. Tony Watt. Terrace's favourite, Tony Watt. Tony Watt telling a fat to call him anything but a Tory. Didn't think I could love him anymore. Yeah, just he's just a good guy. Does not like popcorn, no. No, no, but fair play to him for putting some in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the next shows he's going to be. Reviewing on a view from the terrace, adapted from the terrace podcast. Maybe that one about Central Station. Central Station. There was one. There was, I, I turned across last night, and there was something about divas. Like it was, it's like dance, kids dancing, and 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 Fife. I'm really, kids I'm really, dancing I'm, really <laughs> I'm really selling you. I can't remember the story. Uh, the show was called. I wanted to review that. It was the Glen Rothes, was it? I'm, let's go for Glen Rothes. Or he could review Cash. Uh, so the real Cashmere. Did you watch that? I did. I thought it was really good. I'm not. I've, I've sky it, but I've just heard it's very sweary. I thought. I, th- I thought the first five minutes. Was, I thought the first five minutes or so. I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy it because it looked like he. he I kind of felt that he was aware of the camera and was maybe playing up to it a bit. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. But I didn't think the rest of the show was like that. So I don't know. Maybe if it was just because at the start and he was he was just more aware of them and he was, I, I don't know. But no, the rest of it felt more felt more natural. The. He, I think there was Tom Watson on Tuesday that was like 89 fucks in it 
And then yesterday when, when we were filming on Wednesday, I wanted to say holy fuck and had a pause like holy uh, on TV. Holy hell! <laughs> Moving on to no, we've got, come on, we'll do we'll just uh, finish at uh, this. We'll finish at this because okay. we've got January next, and then we'll go on to the Patreon. Nicola Katic is given a snake by a teammate as a secret Santa present. How much do you normally spend when you're involved in a secret Santa? How much is it normally involved? I wouldn't want anything for more than ten pounds. I said because I googled how much uh, baby snakes are, and it looked like Rangers were spending approximately twenty-five to thirty pounds on a secret Santa. Oh, okay. You can get a, a baby corn snake uh, for that for that value. Just if we do a terrace podcast secret Santa one, do not ever get me a snake because I will shit my breeks. Literally shit my breeks. You've that doesn't necessarily make that doesn't dissuade me from buying your no, snake. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, you've made it more likely. If you get me a secret Santa, I love snakes. Uh, buy me a <laughs> buy me a snake because I'm a reptile fiend. You've uh, you've never held a snake, have you? No, and I never intend to. They're not uh, they're not slimy. Not slimy. No, you're saying they're they're uh, you and Robert saying they're very dry. Uh, yeah, totally. I think they're just shiny. Still, this the the way they slither. Anything that slithers gives me the heebie-jeebies. Anything that really crawls as well. They've got eight legs. Anything that can kind of flies buzzes I'd, about. I don't like beasties. I don't like uh, I don't like insects. So Nicola Carter, surely, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing from that was uh, the John Flanagan reacting. He just uh, he reacted as if uh, how I'd react, even though the snake was I don't know. It was like I've seen bigger worms. Yeah, it was a very small snake. Oh, <laughs> finish there. Creeped out. So thank you very much for listening to Thursday's show, and I apologise for myself presenting fucking shit heap. <laughs> We're going to go on to the Patreon now and continue this list for another, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. We'll see how long my notes go up to. I'm not sure I've got too many more. <laughs> and then I'm just going to ad lib, which is even worse than when I've pre- <laughs> prepared something. So you can get us all the usual places Twitter, Instagram, nah, I forget about Instagram, uh, Facebook, email is terracepodcast at gmail.com, and the show on Friday night, a view from the terrace, adapted from the terrace podcast. 11pm BBC Scotland channel and I hope you enjoy it thanks very much Sean goodbye goodbye Sports Social Podcast Network